Hello, one, two. Hello, one, two, one, two. Hey, can you hear me okay? I can hear you good. Can you hear me? I certainly can. Okay. Hello. G'day. Um, uh, uh, hey. <coughs> hey. <coughs> How are you? Hello. <laughs> what, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> the worst start. <laughs> uh, Hi. Mm. Sorry, you're coming through there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, um. <laughs> is there issues after we started? Yeah, we've started. Mm. This is the. I want this all in the episode. All right, let me just check. So people can see how truly one, retarded two, we are. One, two. And, okay, ready? Three, two, one. Hey, Dart, how you going, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, my name's Robbie, and uh, welcome to meet you right now. Episode, fuck, what is this? I don't even know. 47, I think. You've been having a pretty busy time, huh? I've been having a busy time, yeah. I've been uh, Welcome to meet you, everyone. Uh, what's up, Piscot? Yeah, I've been having a busy week. Uh, it's been full on. Heaps of shit going on that we'll, we'll get into uh, a, a little bit. Um, but I saw Hamilton on the weekend. Oh, my God. That's actually huge news. What did you- uh- what, I mean, did you did you generally sort of like the soundtrack before going in and were you excited? No, no. I'd never heard the soundtrack before going in. Like, and, and, and you know, this is part of the problem straight, off, straight away. I've been asked that question every time. So, oh, were you a fan? Are you? No, I haven't seen the show yet. Like, this is the only show where I, have, I haven't seen it, you haven't been yet. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. People are like, oh, yeah. Uh, do you like it? It's like, uh, what? I don't listen. I don't know. It's a stage. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually really true. I think it's the, I asked it because it just seems, it just strikes my head at the moment as being the most polite thing to respond with because I actually haven't seen it, but I don't want to see it as well. Yes. Well, I think, I, I definitely, oh, I'm like not annoyed at you or anything. I'm not annoyed at anyone who asks that question. I'm annoyed that the expectation is, is in the is in the ether that I don't know. No, you're right. No, I, it is bizarre. It actually is bizarre. I think because there's a lot of, I, I reckon it's because it's so expensive and sought right, after of a thing. Right. If it was okay. a movie or something lesser, you don't really have that question, do you? Well, I haven't seen it. It's like, but there's such great expectation with, you know, something that's as sought after and as expensive as that. With Hamilton. With Hamilton. Well, it's a look, it's a huge phenomenon, um, obviously, worldwide phenomenon. Um, and I finally saw it. Uh, you know, I won't go on about it too long. And, and you haven't seen it yourself. So, you know, it's not terribly interesting. But what I'll say the is- The room where it happened. I want to be in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. Um, I have to say, just I mean, yeah, just some context. Like the, I really don't understand the people that love it. I, I, I they, I just know they're not my people, sort of thing. Is that mm-hmm. the same as you? Yeah. Look, I wouldn't say they're not my people. I think there's some distinct reason. There's a distinct kind of few reasons which I'll, I'll, I'll quickly go into as to why that would never be me. But essentially, just to, to run through my experience, 
uh, went to, I forget what the theatre co- is called in Melbourne, um, went with my girlfriend, my mum and my auntie. My mum and my auntie had seen it before and are massive fans. Um, they had sent us... Uh, <laughs> Can I just ask, uh, these, are the, these are the two that you went to Thailand with? Yes. <laughs> I love that this is their idea of like the perfect sort of dessert of that experience. Well, we'll yeah, see each other again because we've got it. Hamilton, haven't we? So that'll be that'll be good as you're sort of you're talking Don't uh, under it. the cubicle doors as you get garlic. <laughs> I'm getting garlic. Um yeah, yeah. So uh, we um and they organized it all. It was very lovely of them. Uh and my auntie uh, had sent, uh, and you know, again, this is, I appreciate this. I was kind of keen, but again, it does bleed into what I was saying before. She had sent me homework to do. So I had like three emails over the weeks before. I had to like learn about who all these like old American historical figures were. And I I had to read a synopsis of each of the songs. And she get, she brought me a DVD, uh, called the, the Met, Men of Rushmore uh, that I was like, you know, supposed to watch. And I do kind of want to know more about that, but, but I kind of, as you know, I've had this really busy week for everyone playing at home. (laughs) Uh, The reason that is, is because essentially I'm just going for a promotion at work and um, I need to do like a lot of study and prep for that, for that Uh, as well as like, you've been seeing me on the socials. I've been popping off. I'm popping off on the socials. So I've been really busy uh, as well as a bunch of social stuff. But um, I didn't have time to do this homework, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, I didn't know what the fuck was going on for the entire show. Um, I didn't know who was who. Uh, plus, they like use um, they use the same actors uh, for multiple characters towards the end. Oh, really? So there was this guy, yeah. So there was this guy that was French. He was a French guy, and then towards the second act, he was Thomas Jefferson. And I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like. I didn't know Thomas Jefferson was French. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, that makes no sense. Wasn't he an American president? What the fuck's going on? And why isn't he talking with a French accent anymore? Like, I should have obviously known. It's just very confusing for me. But look, it's obviously a very brilliant show. Um, my feelings condensed because uh, I really don't want to piss anyone off. But basically, I think it's like the Rick and Morty of stage I was going to say, I literally was about to suggest, is it for Rick and Morty fans? It sounds like it. It's it's bizarre you say that. Yeah, it's the Rick and Morty of uh, of, of stage shows. Like, it, it, people are just obsessed, um, and the, that does make me cringe to a level where it makes me enjoy it less. Um, I also think because it's, I think part of the reason it's so popular is because of the rapping, and the rapping's brilliant. But I I think because I listen to a lot of rap. What this is, is it's like white people, like little dicky, like corny rap, like educated rap. And it's, um, mm. it's cringy. It's, it's for people who don't, in my opinion, like it's very, it's very theater. And I, I needed to just summarize it all by a little interaction that happened in the theater. Like, you know, cause the music, I will say like, um, you know, I was, uh, it gave me shivers in parts because of how fucking cool it was at the end. Like, I, I was I was nearly in tears because of how sad it was. So, like, it's a brilliant show. Like, I, th- I feel like stage shows are usually, it's a really powerful me- medium, I think. It's obviously a brilliant, inspired piece of work. I, I don't think. Oh, it sounds incredible. Bride saw it. She loved it. I, I actually, it sounds like there's 
a lot to be said in its favor. Um, and actually, I agree with you in terms of the stage show thing. There is something about it that I'm starting to sort of reckon with as well. Um, yeah, I think it's like the most like powerful. I don't. It just it really makes you feel all the emotions that I don't know. It's just it's just. It's just a very powerful medium. I'm not sure why. There was this scene uh, with this character who's like a spy or some shit. Again, I didn't know what was going on. And he was like doing this like kind of up-tempo like rap about, I don't know, something. And he was like, there was this bit where he like jumps over this other person. And he's like, and when we fall, we get the fuck back up. And everyone like set, like the, all the people, like the players um, all said at the same time. It was this like big, like hype moment. And there was this, uh, guy sitting next to me and and my girlfriend and when that line was coming this guy was obviously anticipating it because he was a hamilton bro and he was like he stood up and he was like and uh, i like my girlfriend and i like jumped because this guy in this quiet theater like screamed out and everyone was like clapping and stuff because they were like waiting for that line, that really cool line. And I was like, um, yeah, I wanted to like, uh, I kind of wanted to look like, um, like hurt myself <laughs> after that. Like it really made me cringe. Yeah. Did you, did you want to bring him down to your level or like what, what did, what's your ideal outcome? Nah, I was, I think I'm past that point. I was happy for him. I was happy for him. If anything, it made me feel self-conscious about what a hater I am sometimes. Cause I was like, why can't I be that? Like, and I am that for some things like fuck. And then I think like, I'm being too harsh on myself. Cause like, I love stranger things. Everyone's like loving the new season of stranger things. I'm a hundred percent part of that. Like I love the new season of stranger things. And that's fucking wrong. awesome. Yeah. And you think, I know exactly. Yeah. But just double checking, you haven't seen it. <laughs> no, I think we've gone over this. I enjoyed the first season, and then I thought it went complete dog shit. It did, yeah. But the, that's what's so incredible about this later season: how much <laughs> they it? put into it. Wait, yeah. okay. just double checking again. You haven't seen it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. But it, no, it okay, is interesting, right. isn't it? You know, you see those sorts of people, and it makes you wonder: like, where am I at that I can't be there so purely to sort of express myself like that? That. Triggers for me a memory that I had at a train station one time. A guy and a girl, presumably Rick and Morty enjoyers, yeah. um, a little bit younger. Th- they were trying to impress one another or they were friends. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But anyway, the guy decided it was sort of a cool idea. This was in the middle of the day, a sunny train platform to uh, jump up on one of the seats and just sort of traverse the top of the seat like like walk over it like a tightrope and right. then and then down again and then walk to the other side and then get up and just sort of like pretending like he's a trapeze artist on this very la la land seat very la la land and i was in the similar way to you so not there for it in a way that yeah i, I can stand behind myself saying that i feel like i feel like that that actually is sort of improper social public behavior (laughs) (laughs) you're standing there fucking grinch watching this guy Mm, that is improper i think it's improper and i think it's wrong uh in in the public (laughs) space to be doing Uh, crap like that not not because you're gonna get your 
you know, shit on the seat or anything like that, but you're going to get your shit in everybody's eyeballs and sort of space. You know, the, the, it's just such a feeble, feeble thing to do, to try and impress somebody <laughs> in that way. It's, like, it's clear That's you need funny. to do some fucking journaling. You know? Yeah, you need to journal, my bro. Um <laughs> That's very funny. Anyway, but yeah, this guy, yeah, it's uh, the, the excitement though. I, it's a little bit different, obviously, to your one. That that excitement is is obviously sort of somewhat enviable that you experienced. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was enviable. At the same time, it was. I got to be completely honest with myself. It was incredibly cringe. You got to say fuck it, that to that. In a, in a yeah, way, I, got, sure. I really do got to say fuck that to that. And like my girlfriend was cringing too. Like we we're in the same boat. And she, like we were just like oh, fucking. Robbie, before we're actually going to flip the script, we're going to jump into love hate early. Yeah. Um, but I quickly just wanted to ask, bring up your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robbie's been sending me <laughs> some videos and clips every now and then over the last week <laughs> of his dad in various countries and modes of transport just he's having living. a bit of a holiday he's having a holiday with some mates and he's uh it's a boys trip is it yeah he's an ibiza he's on his worst behavior <laughs> he saw kelvin harris the other night let me hear you sing It is, and if, you know, obviously nobody knows my dad. Like he's, you know, it's not like this is not the exact thing that he'd be. Well, your dad wrote a porno, didn't he? That's right, and that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> and it no. is fucking cringe and weird. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to flip the script today. We're going to start with hate and then we're gonna and then we're gonna go love and then we're gonna conclude with uh, a special review that we've got planned for today um that's right so hate what are you loving what are you fucking hell what are you hating this week dart um my hate for this week is dogs that perpetu- perpetually want to play fetch gets a bit much doesn't it Gets a bit much. Uh, I was at the. I love dogs. I love them so much. And I'll play fetch. I guess it's not my favorite activity, but I'll play fetch to bring the dog some happiness. But I was at the pub the other day, um, and it's this uh, pub that I'm actually going to take Robbie to in a couple of uh, in a, in a next month because he's coming to visit. And it's uh, they have a pub dog, which was fantastic. It's like this big American staffy, and it's gorgeous. And it's all excited to see me and I bend down to give it a pat and it sees that I'm going to give him, uh, give her some attention and it sprints off and I go, oh, that's weird. And it comes back with its little chew toy because it wants, as soon as it saw that I was going to acknowledge it, it didn't want pats. It wanted me to play fetch with it. Love these dogs. Love you. But it's, uh, I want to have, I just want to have a pat. You know what I mean? Let's, let's leave it at the pat. Uh, it gets a bit much. Yeah. I think we need to bring back smacks for dogs. <laughs> smacks for dogs. <laughs> Can we name the episode Smacks for Dogs? <laughs> I think so. In brackets, bring them back. <laughs> smacks for dogs. <laughs> because <laughs> the slap dog edition. Honestly, the slap, I think I, I'm, I'm serious. When I, I haven't read the slap. I haven't seen the series. Obviously, I just know the general 
Like mm. I, I think it's just about like there's a there's like a family sort of barbecue going on and like yeah yeah another family's parent slaps the kid of another family. That's basically it, right? Yes. Sort of the aftermath of that. Um, Correct. I actually think in this day and age, we're getting to the point where smacking another person's dog like that <laughs> would be more of a heinous thing than a child. Like, which is which is fucking weird to say, but I'm, I think I might be right. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Do you think the dog at the pub deserved a smack for trying to play fetch with me? Thrice. I mean, I've, I've got a rule of thrice. So if one, two, no, no, bang. Smack. <laughs> No, no, smack. Um, so, you know where you stand with me. <laughs> Dogs know where they stand with me. <laughs> they're, um, no, they're but it is fucked. I mean, you've seen the smacks. billboards, right? There's this new, there's the, have you seen these ads of, um, they're basically the, the billboards, pictures of people, could be kids. It's like a woman doing yoga on the beach, whatever. And they're like, if she was a dog, she would eat. And there's this like, um, you know, specialized boutique bespoke dog food that's like delivered to your door or whatever. Mm. This is quite a competitive marketplace. I've seen a few of these things. Okay, you know that incredible satirist, the sort of the guy that made all those comedy movies, he's done some incredible movies. Um, oh, he did This Is Spinal Tap, Best in Show. Uh, yeah, no, I've never watched any of that stuff. Okay, Waiting for Guffman, a mighty win. All right, gee, you, you really, I, I highly recommend you check Okay. All, all of these all right. out, but there's. Uh, I've watched Spinal Tap. Okay, Best in Show. Well, please check these other ones out as well. Best in Show is yeah incredible, and you know one of the opening gags of the movie is that these sort of uh, you know doting concerned dog owners are uh, you know it seems like they're in a sort of uh, psychologist meeting for their child for their child, and then it pans down and it's a dog in the bed, and it's like you know the ha ha. This is what twenty twenty two years ago. But now it's fucking real. Like, I've got, you know, this uh, great friend that has this autistic dog that has to be so tranked up on these expensive medications every single week <laughs> just to not be a fucking You've nightmare. You've told me about this And I, you know, <laughs> and you, honestly, don't get me started on it because I get hateful. But yeah. um, snacks for dogs, bring them back. Yeah. I, I think I felt the extent of your vitriol towards that dog in the skit that you did on the recent episode of Robbie's Modern Life. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, yeah. Little Easter egg for those if you want to go over and check that out. But um, what are you what are you hating? Um, I'm hating what I said last week about Florence Welch's appearance. <laughs> Whose appearance? Uh, Florence and the Machine. I, I, oh, I believe. Right, right. No, I, I I very smugly said that she was uh, ugly <laughs> and not appealing to to me uh, visually. It's part of our segment, Who Ugly, for those that are new to this. Um, and I don't really know exactly why we do this segment. I think it's to sort of subvert the status quo in some sort of warped, <laughs> uninteresting and uninspired yeah, way. Yeah, uninteresting, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we sort of do this and we hate ourselves for doing it every single time, I believe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just want to retract, rescind and revoke my uh, horrible... That's that's your right. I, I have a Who Ugly this this for you this don't. episode that I'm you don't. no I do and well, I'm pretty you, comfy with it. You're too. comfy. Is it a woman? No. Can I just say you you are a coward for that because you 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 do leave me in the lurch with the, with the females. No, I, I I've done so many females. Have First you? First of all, did you yes, do Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> no, but I did fucking Wallace and Gromit face. What's her name? Oh, 
um, who I always talk about, her smell. Um, <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah, that 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 chick who yeah, I will yeah, forever right. I stand even, by. Yeah, but but yeah. since then you've done. Um, I've done a few more. Done, no, you did. You did the what's his name? Neil Patrick. You did oh. Neil Patrick Harris, and then you did <laughs> yeah. the other sort of B grade American guy last time. Yeah, that's the last we've had. Friggin' thirty apps between then. I um. Plus, let me just say, when you, if you, everyone who's listened to that episode, you're rescinding you you calling Florence the Machine ugly. You p- chose her for Uhu Ugly and then went into talking about how her music sucked. And I doubled down, said I also thought she was ugly, that it was a great pick, and that she looked like an old vampire from Underworld. And, and this is your opportunity now to rescind and revoke Dart. Would you and like I, to do yeah. so? <laughs> no, I stand by it. <laughs> you it's, stand it's by it. You're a man of your word. <laughs> so you're the fucking coward, sir. You, I'm the coward and you're the, you're the cowboy. You're the John Wayne. Exactly. And I stand upon my manly ranch, my... St- Deed right now to say that my who ugly for this week is Barnaby Joyce, <laughs> and it's an easy pick. It's a trite pick, but he's got an ugly little fucking bean head. Yeah, and he's ugly as sin. It's a. Did you say he's ugly as sin? He's ugly as sin. Yes. <laughs> Where the <laughs> you fuck did you expression? hear that? You've been watching know. Gone with the Wind or something. <laughs> No. I've been That's- hanging out with my mum and my auntie a lot. That <laughs> is fantastic. Ugly as yeah. sin. Oh my god. Mm, yeah, the yeah, supper yeah. club that you have with your little <laughs> female family. Me and the girls say yeah. it. <laughs> what are you loving? <clears throat> what am I loving? Well, actually, Grace. <laughs> no. Okay. The country, the musical, or the uh, the element? 1978, the musical Grace. Um, yeah, I mean, you saw Hamilton, and I had a bit of an experience with Grace. Brides just chucked it on, bit of a sort of mm. just, you know, in the background vibe. And it, it it is bloody all time. You know, obviously, this is not a controversial pick in any way whatsoever. It's so highly rated, got a worldwide, relentless touring schedule with the stage show, blah, blah, blah. But the original movie, it's just very well cast, I think. The import- the performances are fucking great. The songs are amazing, funny, well constructed. It's well styled. Isn't it problematic now? Probably is. No, definitely. No, there's some weird stuff going on. There, are, There is some weird shit going on. But I think overall, it's just a real romp. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a romp. It's fun as sin. Is a good sin. Interesting to note, uh, just sort of Robbie's handy tips here. Oh, interesting. Robbie's little notes. Oh, I, I love these. <laughs> I love these. <laughs> <laughs> this is Robbie's little tips. Uh, so, if you watch Grease 1978, you will notice that the Converse's, the shoes, feature quite prominently in this movie. Ooh, and they rock them. Interesting to note, especially when you consider that now they're having a huge. Popularity resurgence. Everyone loves them. I've seen them a lot. And uh, it's also released in August 1978, which is about a year after Elvis's death, mm. which I think probably this is this people might have already said this, but I think it might contribute to its success in a big way. You know, like the there was probably a huge appetite for this kind of uh, nostalgic look back at rock and roller times. Can you hear what's going on here? Is that a dog? There is no. It's it's a man on the street just going, "You fucking dog." Oh. If I don't know if my mic's picking it up, but it's really full on. No, I actually can't sort of hear. Hear that? 
Whoa. I might have to close my window. No, no, I think you should leave it open. Is that the... Actually, I did want to ask you, um, do you have any update on the ICE people? Yeah, did I tell you they got evicted? No, you didn't. Oh, really? No, look, they, they got evicted. I, I, swear, I swear we talked about it. Plus... Um, do you feel good about that? I'm glad they're gone. Yeah, I'm glad they're gone. <laughs> gone, Fuck gone. <laughs> gone in cinemas now. I feel like I've got a similar love to you this, 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 uh, this time. My love is a performance uh, by Elvis Presley. Um, his performance of Unchained Melody. Oh, uh, the last one he did? Yeah, crazy. Rapid City, June 21, crazy, 1977. Crazy, yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Just transport chillingly yeah uh he's a he's an alien and that that clip um it it moves me i'll be coming home wait for me for my love my darling i hope for I love that. I love that clip. Have you seen the movie yet? No, I wanted to, and I thought maybe we could talk about it. I'm going to go see it this weekend if you want to see it over the week. All right, I'll see. I'll see if I can. I'll. I'll. Um, I'll see if I can. But maybe we can put that in the back pocket. Yeah, sick. I, I needed to tell you something quickly before we move on to Year of the Snitch. So, okay, I went and saw Tyler Creator last night. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I might be, and I think I'm a little bit irritable because I'm like severely hungover mm-hmm. as well. And I've had this really busy day um, chasing my tail. I've been very hungover. You know, I fell over at Guzmani Gomez, right? <laughs> no coupon offered. <laughs> you know that quite well at this point, right? Mm-hmm. No voucher. No yeah. voucher. I, I'm, <laughs> we've both exited our real arc, right? Well, I mean, we haven't discussed that, but maybe we have, yeah. Yeah, I think we left our Ruark, and I think I'm entering into, like, um, village idiot goofball arc, like a fucking idiot Three Stooges type dumb idiot arc. Like, I'm worried, because same friend as at Guzmani Gomez, <laughs> um, me and him went to Tyler, the creator. Uh, we had drinks at my place, listened to music, we had Fantastic night talking shit. Uh, I got really wasted. We called an Uber to Rod Laver. We missed the opening act because we were <clears throat> running late. We got there basically <laughs> just as um, Tyler Creator was coming on. It was real vibey. Uh, you know, Tyler Creator, ext- extremely energetic performance, really fantastic. And I'm a big fan, so I you know, knew the music. And we're up in the stands. We went on the ground. Um, and I'm jumping and, you know, fucking going off and, and drinking more. I think we had two drinks each. You like the guy from the Hamilton show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, yeah I, was, I was essentially, yeah, I was, I was matching his energy. Uh, and the next thing I know, uh, so this was last night, um, vibing along to the music with me and my bud. Next thing, next thing I know, uh, I'm upside down. Um, and I've fallen down the, I, I've, I've done, I've, <laughs> I flipped down the seats, uh, oh. and you know how they're like folded, the, yeah. the seats fold. I'd folded them down as I'd fallen. So I'd obviously <laughs> fallen into a bunch of people cause it was a sold out show <laughs> and my neck 
I was being held up in a handstand by my neck, which was wedged in between two of the folded sit-down seats. Oh. And, I, and, my, and I was just upside down um, and I couldn't get up and I was just looking at everyone. I felt like a trapped animal. I was in an immense amount of pain. I couldn't breathe because my neck was being squeezed by the seats. Uh, and I got flipped back over by people helping me. But I think the most concerning thing about it all <laughs> Like, I still don't know how it happened, um, but I was being looked at by everyone around me. They were angry at me. Like, they knew that I was drunk. Yeah. And it was like, this drunken idiot. Like, they were looking at you like you looked at the pub dog. They looked at me like, yeah, smacks for me. They wanted to smack me. Yeah. And they were scared of me, which hurt my feelings. Well, you're a big I could boy. tell that they were scared of me. Yeah, I'm a big boy. Um, and uh, you got that rice my- hair. <laughs> that clear hair. <laughs> it's clear, thank you. Uh, so my my mate, he wasn't red this time. Um, in embarrassment, he was pissing himself laughing, mm. and he was very he was very comforting when I got back up because I was like. Are people filming me? Are people? Were people? Is everyone looking at me? He's like, no one cares. No one's filming you. I was like, it's all right. And I was, I was very like self conscious after that. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was a crazy thing to happen. Um, I don't know what's going on with me in my life at the moment. I mean, but are you okay? That sounds really quite full on. Yeah, I've got um, my neck hurts and I have a big gash on my leg um, and a, and a bruise on my hip. But other than that, I'm fine. Uh, uh, I might understand that your ankle is kind of giving way in sort of an imperceptible fashion. No, I think what happened, because when you're standing up, the seats in front of you are kind of at like below <laughs> ankle height. Yeah, I mean, just above ankle height or like at your shin. So I think I'm dancing around and I leaned forward and my leg leans against the seat and then I have no kind of recourse to not do anything but tip <laughs> full straight forward. Um, You've already fallen without evidence at Guzmini Gomez. Yes, which was not my fault. I stand by that. It's not my fault. Well, they haven't given you the this- voucher, so they, they certainly have not admitted <laughs> to any wrongdoing on their no. part. So you are sitting with your cock in your hand. But, but that, mate, that's that's full on. That, that is, uh, thank yeah, God I'm you're okay. Yeah, I'm taking tumbles. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to talk about uh, Death Grips' Year of the Snitch album came out in 2018. There's no exact reason that we're talking about this uh, beyond the fact that it is just kind of irrelevant at this current time. And uh, were we talking about Death Grips in some way last week? After the show... Last week, we were still talking on the phone and we um, we were talking about... You picked up a vinyl, a Death Grip vinyl. Uh, what, did, what did you get? You got um, Jenny Death, right? No, I think... Oh, no, I think we were, I think I was talking about selling my vinyls. I was saying that oh, some of the Death Grip right. songs that I have, I'm happy that, you know, if I was to sell them, they'd go for a profit. And then you asked yeah. whether I'd listened to Year of the Snitch and I said, I actually hadn't much That's and then right. you had neither and we were like all right maybe we'll jump into it and have a listen but uh but yeah i've definitely listened to it now uh what are your what are your thoughts how was your experience with it yeah so it follows on from bottomless pit that came out in 2016 which i had a huge amount of time for i really enjoyed it so, yeah, I think that's probably why I didn't listen to this one initially because I just loved Bottomless so much. 
but yeah, so I listened through this one. My initial feelings were there was a lot of mid-range in this album. Bottomless really had that fucking pumping, you know, spacious sound. This one was really sort of squashed up. I, I was reading that it had like a DJ artist associated with a lot of the track tracks on it. Yeah, okay. And yeah, you might have heard a lot of DJ scratching, some rock riffs. It was pretty weird overall, I reckon. Really fucked up in skits. Really skits, really weird. Overall, I reckon pretty convincing and compelling, even though I would maybe still prefer Bottomless. What, what, did, what did you think overall? Yeah, so it's funny that you say the mid-range thing because this album, it's, it's so there's so many like crazy soundscapes in it. And I honestly think it's something that needs to be listened to in like a pair of headphones. Like we, we oh, also, I got some feedback. Apparently we, it made it sound like we were sharing the same pair of headphones last week. We both bought separate pairs of the same headphones. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and so you listened um, to this on, on those? No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, but I listened to them on some other high quality ones that I, I have that I usually use on my computer. Yet, yeah, but still, I feel like there was some stuff in it that I thought would be better hearing it live. You know what I mean? Like it would sound better live. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, like the, the the drums would would have more would be higher and and louder and and you couldn't ignore them because the drum the drumming through this album is doing some insane shit, right? It is. Yeah, it's one just- of the main words I would say about this album is virtuosic. Like there's you know there yeah it's incredible timing stuff going on. It's it's wild. Yeah, and I think. Um, after, and I just wish it sounded a little bit more raw, like um, Money Store, like um, No Love Deep Web sounded in its production. That it was like I, I dug the technical, uh, the, the 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 DJ stuff, and that that was all in it. But I wish it it all, it was all louder, sounded louder, and sounded um, more rough. Yeah, it's just a bit more lo-fi, isn't it? Overall, um- it is, which lends itself really well to like death groups is online the first uh song and like you know some other like weirdest stuff like uh like the horn section and ha 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 and stuff like that My favorite tracks on it were the more bombastic. Um, so my favorite track was track two, Flies. Coolers, half losses. Really glitch hop. I love the groove that it that it jumps in at 120. Um, my second favorite track was Black Paint. guitar sound what did you think of that uh like haunted man mansion horn synthy kind of vibe they have in the fear on track 11 
I reckon um, that one for me was one of the freshest feelings I've had from their most recent output. It's a like you know they've got some really it, it's there's so much in this album like uh, Linda's in custody, which is a bizarre song. Um, it had some like pitch shifting on the vocals on MC Ride, which is not something he often does. <laughs> Reminded me of like a lot of like um, Lord Quaz tracks, like. The curse on you. I do you like a witch doctor? Triple hex, put on your soul. Ain't no one gonna stop The other thing I just want to mention is apparently Linda's in custody might be I saw via the Wikipedia. It might be a reference to one of the uh, Manson murderers. No shit. Um, apparently, like okay. there's there's a sort of a long-standing law about Death Grip's output and like how they kind of reference. The Manson family and murders and things like this. I don't. I don't know anything really about that beyond just that that's been sort of uh, put out there. And a, a, another really bizarre. Well, just quickly before we move on from MC Ride and his flow and his and his vocals and everything. Love MC Ride. Uh, he does. He's a real. You know, does some puts just his output so original. I really fuck with it uh, in terms of like you know spoken word stuff and and what he does. But his lyrics. His lyrics are off the chain. I love. How, like, uh, you know, unapologetically, like, abstract they are. But another really weird bit of lore about this album is, uh, and uh, you probably know this, but track nine, Dilemma, uh, has a vocal. Um, From an Australian vocal. artist, right? February 20th, Los Angeles, California. I'm in the studio with Death Grips. They're working on their new album at Sunset Sound Studios, 6650 Sunset Boulevard. They have a dilemma, but they'll win their dilemma. Uh, I looked it up who it was. Oh, it's the director of Shrek. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Adamson, the New Zealand uh, director of Shrek and Shrek 2, is just uh, on one of the tracks for some reason. So I think that's great. And I also like the track listing and how it's sort of, obviously, you know, the fake out outro. That's a really fun little way of dealing with a track list, I think. I, um, I love the art. The art is sick. The album art. Yeah. Death Grips always have really awesome album art, I think. I think nearly every one of their albums has fucking awesome, iconic album art. This this one, it's just, it's really disturbing, but at the same time, like, playful and just, I can't figure it out. No, yeah, this well. is the thing. You just can't can't work it out. It's so good. Yeah, I yeah. can't figure it out. I just keep looking at it and I'm like, what? what is it? Is it a chair? Is it a back of a chair? Is it a... What is going... It's fucking weird, man. Beautifully unsettling, you know, and sort of, just, you know, that, that's what they do so incredibly well is they are able to, you know, that they understand a hook and, you know, how to sort of engage an audience and they know how to subvert that and do something weird with it in a way that'll sort of just shift the carpet from under you, you know, um, that sort of keeps you on the train. I don't know. It's that they, they really do a beautiful dance with that. I think generally speaking, the ones that I didn't like so much were, I think actually Dilemma and Little Richard are pretty weak for me. Most of the rest of it is is preferable to me. What about you? What was your weakest stuff? 
I I liked Little Richard, um, but I, I don't I don't get my back up at, at your choosing those. I agree with Dilemma, um, and my my weakest tra- uh, track overall I think was Shit Show. Oh, oh, I love that one. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 really punkish. Um, I don't think it's bad. Like calling it anything on this album weak. I, I don't know whether it would be the right choice of words for me. I just don't think it's fun to listen to. Um, there's something about the like the like alarming tempo and everything. I think it's supposed to be like a, a maybe a challenging listen. Maybe it's not. It's challenging for me to the point where it's a bit of an endurance test, and I don't like the shit show hook. Oh, okay. I think overall for me, this album, I think it demands your attention. <laughs> it's not something I think that you just chuck on and, and, and vibe to. It's something that demands your attention, which is a rare thing, uh, a big ask uh, in today's, um, you know, attention autonomy. economy. It didn't really grab me until the third listen. And now I think I'm like going to be listening to it heaps more because I, I think I kind of am more familiar with it now and it's really um, captivated me. So, I really love this album. Really good. For me, I, I kind of what came to mind is it feels like Death Grip's John Wesley Harding album, the Bob Dylan one that he came out with in 67. As I went out one morning the context of that album for Dylan was that it followed on from, you know, this iconic streak of game-changing stuff. And I think for Death Grips, similar thing, they, you know, incredible career and output, this huge hot streak of consistently improving output. It's similar enough to the old stuff to be recognizably them, but it is still very obtuse and r- puzzling. I still, I, I, you know, we talk about it, I don't think any either of us have like truly sort of got like a a good handle on what it is on what it is really actually. I think there's something kind of perfectly and relentlessly elusive about this album. For sure. Which is what draws me to a lot of my favorite art. Definitely. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that it's like necessarily a bad thing at all. It's it's just like it just is what it is. Where like I but yeah, the the fear I think is a great sort of I reckon that would be sort of the one to kind of, if you had to pull one track out and say like, this is this album, I reckon maybe the fear might be the one to sort of sum it up of like, this is kind of maybe what it's trying to do. Love it. Although I do think Death Grips is online. Definitely isn't the strongest track for me, but I think it does such a good job of introducing what they're going to be walking you through for the rest and the title and everything. It's like uh, booting up like an old weird piece of software uh, that you're about to start, don't you think? And then, and then it just like hits you with all these different soundscapes and then, and, and a bit of a touch of everything that you're going to be experiencing. And then you're online and you're ready to go through the next 12 tracks and it's weird as hell. It's a really, uh, that is a great uh, introduction. You're right. Um, Interesting as well to think about sort of the state of, I guess, punk and underground hip hop as well. We didn't really mention anything to do with that, but like the, obviously they put this out in 2018. I can't really remember what was going on at that point, but, but it still feels fucking weird, right? Four years ago. I mean, it's, you think about Yeezus and you think about yeah. how much that sort of borrowed from. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hello there. So unfortunately, my uh, phantom power for the microphone started slipping or something and uh, the mic stopped working. So the rest of the episode's a bit of a bust. Thankfully, it was right near the end anyway. But yeah, the main point that I think I was trying to get at is that um, there's still quite an urgency and a passion that you can feel in the year of the snitch that I think is quite inspiring overall, you know, especially in the context of how much amazing stuff they've done up until that point, you know, particularly in the context of a collaborative project. Pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, I think Dart now is just going to say a few thank yous um, for the new listeners. Oh, and welcome to all the new listeners. We've had we've had a huge amount of new listeners come through, uh, and heaps of people rating us five stars on all the apps. That helps us out heaps, and we both like you've made our weeks with that shit. So welcome, we love you, and really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, doing something organically like this, it's all about like just like. you will.